Welcome back to Divorce Confessional. This is my third episode. And today I want to talk about what happens during your divorce if you unplug from social media. Now, this was a personal decision I did um, for myself, obviously. Um, I've been Facebook-less for eight months now. Eight months. Um, So that's a better part of a year. You know, honestly, at first it was hard. I think in this day and age, a lot of people are used to, you know, checking Facebook as soon as they wake up, checking Facebook at the gym, in class, you know, even when they're driving. I used to be guilty of that. Like, that's, you don't realize how often you check it until you don't have it. And then you open your phone and you look for it or you type it, type it in the search bar, you know, as soon as you open up your computer, but you don't have it anymore. So a lot of interesting things happen. Um, and I contemplated, you know, should I, should I not? Ultimately, I just decided to do away with Facebook. Um, temporarily, I honestly thought I would be back in a month or two. But it's been eight months. And I have not been back. And I have not been tempted to get back. Mainly for these reasons, and I'll tell you my reasons here, um, which I don't really tell people in person. I just say, you know, I hated it or I didn't like it anymore, didn't use it when that was not the case. I loved it. I used it every day. Um, The reason I don't tell the truth is because, you know, it's hard to be open and honest to someone when they themselves are using it or, you know, they're going to... They obviously want you back on Facebook, so they're going to, you know, counter anything you say with, well, this is why you should have it still. Um, But the first thing that happened when I quit Facebook, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't make a big to-do. I still have my Instagram and my Snapchat, but that's it. But I deleted it and got a ton of texts. I didn't realize that Messenger app was a separate part of Facebook. So, you know, if you deactivate your Facebook, you need to deactivate Messenger and all this stuff. Um, If you do Facebook, you know, from your phone. So I had a bunch of people asking me why, what happened? Oh my God, are you okay? And the funny thing is, it's like I was never one to post a lot about my personal life. And so the people that were asking me these things were people who, A, this is the first message they ever sent to me. Um, I've never, like, interacted with these people before. I think it just goes to show you how much, I guess, deleting Facebook is the modern version of a cry for help. (laughs) Which it isn't in most cases, I feel. Um, Especially when it's not, you know, you didn't draw attention to it. You just kind of quietly went your own way. Um... But I had a lot of people ask me why I deleted it and if I was okay. And I honest, to be honest, I didn't respond to 99% of them. You know, maybe I told that one friend I had been talking to, but I didn't respond to any of the people who, um, you know, hadn't communicated with me up to that point. So I was kind of vague about it. Um, you know, I didn't like it. I don't use it, whatever. Um, so that's the first thing that happened when I got off it and I did it for me personally. Something I found happened after I deleted my Facebook was I found more peace. I think 
I was just getting bombarded with so much information. And like, if you have Facebook and you have, you know, a hundred, 200, 300 friends, and that's like minimal, I quickly found out like that is not a big friends list. So if you're one of these people with like three, four, five, six hundred friends, like that's just information times a thousand. So unplugging, getting rid of Facebook, I found I wasn't, you know, slapped in the face with all this information every day. And it felt good. Like, I felt more peace. I felt more connected to myself. Um, When I was taking photos or videos, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to post this to Facebook or I'm going to send this to so-and-so. It's like I did through text, maybe, but it wasn't... You know, I wasn't partaking in the present for the big scale, for the grand scheme of things. Like, oh, that'd be really cool if I posted that to my Facebook. Or let me make an album just for this one person or dog or thing and upload that. Like, your thinking changes when you delete Facebook. Because you're no longer thinking for the masses. You're kind of just doing things for yourself. It's like, I'm going to take this picture because I want to and because I think I'm going to print this out you know I want to have this for myself this is something that I'm going to look back on later Um, and you know that's just a whole different mindset than the group mindset than the thinking of I'm going to post this for likes or for comments or I think this would be really funny in this one group Um, the second thing that happens when you quit Facebook is you feel more connected to people who are actually in your life. And I found this to be true. Like I didn't realize how many, you know, groups and people I thought I was close to that. I really wasn't until I quit Facebook because, you know, I never heard from these people. These people weren't the friends to call me. They weren't the friends to text me, even if they did have my phone number, It's like these people, if I were to see them in a grocery store, would I say hi? Probably not. Or would they say hi to me? Probably not. So why was I sharing all this information with them? (laughs) Like it really opens up your eyes to how, I guess, intrusive we are into each other's lives without really being close. So that was something, you know, I didn't realize was happening, but since I quit Facebook, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so might've seen this or I saw this of theirs. And that was, you know, that was really personal information that if I was their close friend, I'd want to hear it. But because I'm not, it was kind of weird. Like I'm not in your life. Why would I know all these details? Um, so that's the second thing. The third thing I found since quitting Facebook is You save a lot of time, a lot of time, and this should be point number one, not point number three, but you save a lot of time because you don't search, you're not on it, you know, when you wake up, when you're driving, when you get to somewhere, when you check in something, like you're not doing that stuff. So you're really not checking in electronically, you're checking in physically, mentally, you know, to where you are, what you're doing. Um... It's just saves so much time. And then I think as a girl, as a woman, you know, 
my tendency was always to, I'm going to, you know, see what this classmate is doing from college that I liked or that I didn't like. And I'm going to, like, look up all their stuff. Or I'm interested in someone, so I'm going to, like, stalk them and their family and their friends and their past you know, post for the past five years because that's what I like to do. And like before I knew it, I was on Facebook for an hour. <laughs> like that's just how it worked. Um, and without that, I don't know. It's just so much time wasted looking back that it's like I could get to know this person now and they could tell me, you know, who they were or who they are. It's all up to them. I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> judge a book by its cover so to say and judge a person based on what they did post you know what their first few pictures were stuff like that which leads me to my fourth point which is your personal footprint online greatly diminishes which I find during divorce is hugely helpful like number one you're not going to give fodder to your ex to use in divorce or for any reason, like mistreatment, especially if you were abused, you're not going to see how they're doing, which I find is incredibly helpful in healing. Like, even though I might see my ex a few times a week, I'm not plugged into his life. I'm not getting updates. I'm not like, especially for those of us who post a lot, like you're not going to see all that and being away from it, I think is healing. It's a chance for you to you know, not be bombarded with something you didn't want to see or hear, or friends you used to have that are still hanging out with them, you know, you just don't feel bad about that anymore because you don't see it. Um, and you don't need to. You really don't need to. But your personal digital footprint gets smaller and smaller, and now Facebook has an option. I'm just going to put it out there because it's what I did. Um, you can go in and deactivate, but you can also delete your Facebook. And after a certain amount of time, at least it is in 2018, you know, they're probably going to change it again. But right now you can delete absolutely everything you put on there, um, which is great. But you have to think, you know, everything you've posted so far, you could probably search and find. I don't know. I just... The thought of not having all my albums, all my photos, all my likes and dislikes for the past 10 years, you know, since it came out when I was in college, I'm like, it is freeing for me. It's comforting for me to know that, you know, I'm not continually creating this giant footprint of, you know, who I am. And this is just personal preference. This is purely for my benefit, like... I know not everyone's the same, but for me personally, since I started the divorce process almost two years ago, I just, the older I get to, the more I want to unplug, the more I want to focus on myself and my kid, the more I just want to take care of myself and my heart. And I think that is the most important thing through a divorce, like that you take time to take care of your feelings and your emotions that you are in touch with people who are active in your life, not just passive, like I feel Facebook generates a lot of just passive like activity. You have people, hopefully, like good friends and family who are going to be involved in your life, who are going to ask you how you're doing when they don't see, you know, a status, a picture, something like that to remind them. I feel like 
relationships get a whole lot more genuine when you're not on Facebook. Like, I have reached out to so many people that I used to be good friends with because, you know, I'm thinking about them and I don't have a way of, you know, liking their photo or liking their status or something like that. So I actually, you know, text or call them. Um, so that's just my story, you know, my experience with Facebook and why I quit it. Sounds like a drug. I quit Facebook. <laughs> but I might get it back someday. I might not. You know, I haven't really decided the grand scheme of things, you know, if I'm going to go back to it or not. Um, my ex still has Facebook. My friends are still friends with him on Facebook, if anything, just to, you know, just to be my eyes and ears. You know, if anything was said or done or being spread that I would still know, um, I just don't have to see it. So that's my little rant for the day and just my divorce confessional and like why I think social media can really hurt you in a time where you need to be healing in a time where you need to focus on yourself. Um, and just get rid of the noise. Like my biggest advice today, just get rid of the noise, whether, you know, that is Facebook for you, or maybe it's Instagram or maybe it's Snapchat or just get rid of the excess in your life and focus on yourself, focus on what makes you happy, what brings you joy because those are what's going to get you through and what's going to keep you true to yourself. Because if you're anything like me, you feel like you lose bits of yourself, you know, along the way, along the process of divorce. Because you do. I mean, you close the door in a big chapter of your life, especially if it was a long marriage. And it helps to focus yourself on who you used to be, the good things from your past, you know, before you met this person and on what you want to be in the future, whether that's getting back to that, whether that's, you know, finding new interests or hobbies or joys in life. Um, I just encourage you to unplug and really get a feel for, you know, who you are right now and where you should be heading. So that's it. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Welcome back to Divorce Confessional. This is going to be a really quick one, although I do have a few points to cover. But today I was thinking about and I wanted to talk about the friends that you lose when you are going through the divorce process. Um, for me, it kind of looked different, but I want to say over the past year or two, I really, it's really been clear who my real friends are and who the people passing in my life were. I want to start off by saying that only you personally know when it's time to cut off a bad friendship or, you know, if it's just not healthy, um, that's up to you. I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm just saying, you know, my personal experience with this. Um, but the number one, not number one, <laughs> the first kind of friend you will lose through divorce is or are those in bad marriages. And what I mean when I say that is the people that you would commiserate with, that you know their marriage isn't perfect, you know that they're on the rocks, you know that, you know, their spouse or significant other did something to them 
that would have been a deal breaker for you, you just know, you know, in the back of your head that they've gone through some shit together. As a couple, personally, stuff that would have broken up other people, they're still together, but they're not happy. These are people that, you know, don't know how to forget, don't know how to forgive the other person, are no longer compatible, you know, just that couple, and I think everyone knows someone like this, who is in a marriage to be in a marriage. You know, there's no more chemistry, no sparks between them, they're there for the kids, they do their jobs, and then they get out. Um eventually when someone dies <laughs> you know if they're not going to get divorced and they're not going to go to counseling or try or anything or you know even some people who do go to counseling but it doesn't fix anything and they're still miserable um, when you yourself are going through through a divorce it kind of opens a pain in other people who've considered it or who want out or you know who just aren't sure people who for one reason or another don't believe in divorce or don't think that's a possibility for them those friends are going to get real hypocritical of you and just you know that was a person you thought was going to be there and now they're not because you've been through similar things together you know as a couple um and all of a sudden you might feel that real distance there you know when you're actually leaving your marriage and I think that's just because you're forcing people in bad marriages to look at their own lives. It's like, oh, crap, I thought you and so-and-so were going to stay together. Now you're not. You know, what does this say about my marriage? And it's like you could, you might not say anything to them at all, but that's just what they think, and they take it personally, and they disappear. Um, the second person or friend you might lose going through a divorce are the single and sad. You know, they are the people that you might have connected with at first when you were just newly separated. Yeah, like as a woman, men suck. Um, or even women suck. But just that person you would commiserate with and um, stay mad with and share horror stories. Like, you might have clicked at first, but for whatever reason, if you're not in that place anymore and they are, just the single and sad. Um, you know, whether you started dating someone or you're feeling joy from being out of your marriage and they're not. Um, and it could be timing, you know, chalk it up to whatever you want to say. But the single and sad are those people that honestly hurt your heart a little bit if you're not in the same place. You know, at first it's great, but now you want to move on. You want to, you know, embrace more positivity in your life. And they can't do that with you. So you might notice them taking, you know, a step back and just not feeling comfortable around you because, oh, if she's happy, you know, I can only imagine they're thinking, well, why am I not happy? Why am I not fulfilled, you know, as a single person? Um, so that's a second kind of friend you'll lose. A third kind of friend that I lost personally through the divorce, several people who I thought were my friends and who may have been my friends first before they met my husband. Um, but since the divorce, you know, I've heard stories. I've, You hear things. <laughs> Let's just be real. It doesn't matter where you live, how small, how big the community. You know who's talking shit about you behind your back. 
and who, especially divorcing a narcissist, you know, who's talking to them, who's believing their lies, who's just treating you a little differently. And it could come in small forms, like just a hunch you have when you talk to this person, they're not as, you know, interested to hear what you have to say. They're not truly there for you. They're probably there for your spouse. Um, it's like that's just something I've learned. If someone that used to be a mutual friend just kind of clicks out or checks out when you're talking to them or just puts some space there, it's because, you know, they're believing the lies that are being spoken. They're trying to get in with your ex for whatever reason. Maybe they thought he was attractive. Maybe whatever. Like this, and for me, these were people who I told everything to. Like they knew he was abusive. They knew all the horrible things and reasons I was leaving. Um, and the fact, you know, he might be an addict. Um, they knew all this. And instead of being there for me as my friend initially, you know, we were friends first, um, they ended up siding with him. And so that really, really sucks. And I think that's a huge thing and point that I've written down that I need to let go of and forgive. But right now I'm just not ready yet. It's just too deep of a hurt, you know, when you have that friend and that long-time relationship. It hurts almost as much as losing your marriage. To me it does anyway. Um, but just be wary, you know, of people that are mutual, that you had as friends as a couple. Just know that... You know, these people might not be your true friends coming out of the marriage. You know, things change, things shift. Just be careful who you trust. Um, and I hate saying that because God knows we're all paranoid enough. <laughs> but just for me personally and my experience is just to keep, you know, those mutual people at an arm's length. It's like I'm going to say I'm doing well, but I'm not really going to give details. Um and trust your gut instinct, because often, especially as a woman, I feel like we don't do this enough. If you have a hunch or you, you just don't feel right in the friendship anymore, it could be for different reasons. Lastly, the people that you're going to lose through divorce um, are, at least for me, the really religious people. And that's sad, because I don't think I've said this before, but I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Um, but I think everyone knows there's a lot of people out there who don't believe in divorce for any reason, some for any reason and some only on the grounds of, you know, cheating, which I think, and here's my side rant for the day is kind of really fucked up because like, you mean I could cheat on someone, you know, through text or emotionally or whatever you want to call it. And then he has grounds to divorce me, but he can hit me, beat me, you know, whatever, or my kids, and that's not grounds for divorce? Like, I don't get that. I think that that is so messed up. But no matter what your reasons are leaving a marriage... Like, from my personal perspective as a believer, as a Christian, I feel like God is an understanding God. You know, whatever your religion, he isn't going to judge you and isn't going to condemn you for leaving a situation that you deem to be personally unhealthy or toxic to you personally or your children. 
no, no matter what that is, you know, no matter what that looks like in your life, I just don't think that God's that type of person or being. I don't think he would do that. I feel like, you know, those friends you have that you might have grown up with that are really religious or family members even, those might be people who kind of fade out of your life when you get divorced. Um, and that's not saying it w- won't turn around eventually, but right now it's just, you know, a painful time, a time you need to take for you um, to be whole and to heal and to have joy in your life again. And that's really all I have to say today. I know I went off on a few little tangents, but there are more people I want to say you lose in divorce. I'm not even going to get into my ex's family because they've never been in my life. So for me, that doesn't really affect me personally. But I know for some people, it's like losing half of your family. It's like losing your second mom or your second dad or your um, sister-in-law or someone like that. Um, but really, at the end of the day, there's a lot of a loss around divorce. And that's what I think about a lot lately is like the things I didn't realize I would be losing through the divorce. But what I gain and this is so, so important, is a better sense of myself and who I am and what I want in my life and what makes me happy, you know, my joy. Um, But on this whole idea of, you know, friends you lose during your divorce, I think the key thing to remember is if you lose a friend because you're getting divorced, were they ever really your friend to begin with? That's just something I want to leave you guys with today. Anyway, thanks for listening. I know I kind of ramble, but I hope that no matter where this finds you today or tonight, um, you know, you're able to find joy. I'll talk to you later.